Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is an inspirational conversationalist, author, and host of the Speak Up Sis podcast, Miss Andrew Charmaine. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, James, for inviting me into your space. First of all, let me start by saying <laughs> I, I, I do listen to your podcast. I, I, I love your podcast. Uh, I'm going to be honest, though. The, the title kind of threw me off because um, <laughs> I thought it was like one of those, you know, one of those women things where it's um, not really like men, men wouldn't understand it. Right. But I ended up listening to it because, again, we, we spoke off camera and I told you I always try to listen to people podcasts and listen to mine. But right. I will say I genuinely enjoy your podcast and it's not just for um it's not just for women. It's actually, it's actually men can actually listen to it too. So I just wanted to make sure I let you know that I do enjoy your podcast. And, and Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that brother. It's always good when the brothers come into the space and, um, you know, share their thoughts and ideas about the conversations. So when did you get the idea to start Speak Up Sis podcast? Uh, I actually started Speak Up Sis podcast December 2019. Uh, a friend of mine told me a few years back that she thought I should start a podcast. But real talk, I am from the projects in Georgia. <laughs> we ain't listened to no NPR. I didn't know what no talk radio was. So I really didn't know what a podcast was when she told me about it. Um, so I was like, girl, I don't know about that. You know, I listen to the radio. I don't know nothing about no talking. Uh, but she's like, you'd be really, really good at it. So after I had built my Speak Up Sis platform for a while, I kind of researched podcasts a bit and I thought, yeah, she was right. I just wish I would have jumped on it two or three years ago, but um, I, I actually, created the podcast itself in December of 2019. And then I had the very first episode, January, 2020. Wow. So your podcast is really new. Brand spanking new. Cause I, when I listened to it, I'm a, I actually thought it was, you know, you seem you very, you know, you great with the questions and the guests and it's, it's well organized. So I thought you had been doing it for a while. No, no, I've been talking to people for a long time. <laughs> I, <laughs> so it comes naturally for me to have conversations. Hence, I'm an inspirational conversationalist. So having conversations with people just comes easily for me. It's my gift. So now I just get to turn the mic on and talk to people and other folks get to be like a fly on the wall. So it just comes naturally as, you know, it's my gift. Let's 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 look at that term because that was I like the term I just never heard it inspirational conversationalist like in your words what would you describe that as I inspire people through conversation so the core of my philosophy is that conversations help build resiliency in people so I believe that a lot of the mental illness that we're seeing with depression, anxiety, you know, people being stressed out and, and things like that. A lot of it is stemming from the fact that the art of conversation 
has really been lost. People don't like to talk to each other. You know, women don't deal with women. You know, men don't <laughs> share the, you know, I ain't, I ain't dealing with her, she messy, right? So we've gotten to this place where we just don't talk to each other. And so I, I fundamentally believe that conversations help us to build that resiliency muscle. And the more we have authentic, real, raw, genuine conversations, the more we can help people build that resiliency muscle. So I inspired people to, to live their best, not to, I hate saying live your best life because I am <laughs> a girl. That means something different to me. But I inspired people to be their best selves just by sitting down and having a cup of coffee with them and just having, you know, having healthy conversations. So do you feel social media has hurt that? Most definitely, most definitely, not just social media, but the media, right? Um, when we talk about movies and music and all of those things, we're moving into this place where people are, it's all about being an individual. It's all about me, 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 and doing me and, you know, self-love and all of these other things until we're moving away from uh, community, which, you know, people may argue with me on this one, but people of color are just, we're innately tribal <laughs> by nature. We're community oriented by nature. It's just who we are. So it's almost like we're a bit disjointed and warped when we say we don't want to deal with each other. It's like, that ain't even in your blood not to want to be with other people. But we're living in a society that really encourages individualism and um, it don't look good on us at all. <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. I, I never really, you know, I never really thought about it. Like we, we kind of like the same people, like we love talking to people, um, having conversations. So I never really thought about the part of it where, you know, it goes back to, you know, our beginnings, like, our travel. So that's an interesting way to look at it. Now, did you have any reservations about starting a podcast? Yes. Um, not a whole lot about the podcast because I already do a live every day. So the podcast really came easily. The only, the only reservation about the podcast is that you're, you know, I'm putting my own thoughts and ideas out into wherever they go and stay. <laughs> Cyberspace. <laughs> yeah. So the, you know, the only thing that really kind of made me just sort of pause is knowing that once I put it out there, once I put my beliefs out there, once I say that thing, I've just opened myself up for whatever is coming. And yeah, I'm pretty non-confrontational. So far, so good, though. So far, <laughs> so good. I haven't had anybody to like attack me uh, just yet. But I'm bracing myself for it because I know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, especially when you talk about because um, 
you're you're um you're a religious person so i think to be honest i think anytime religion politics come up it's always going to be some division so right and i'm not a religious person i am a god i call myself a god girl okay because i am a follower of christ a believer in elohim but i'm not a religious person like i don't i'm not a member of a church Oh, I go to okay. church every Sunday and that kind of thing. So um, I I don't really adhere to organized religion. However, I am a follower of Christ and a believer in uh, you know Elohim. Mm -hmm. Did um, we didn't? I didn't. I didn't expect the conversation to take this turn. I just wanted to ask you really quick. Um, did something happen? for you not to go to church or yeah i learned the truth <laughs> <laughs> i mean really i um yeah i did actually back in january 2018 i had what i just call an experience um i had an experience with heaven is what i call it and I got a transformed heart, a renewed spirit, a right mind. I began to seek the truth for myself. I began to seek, you know, God for myself, to read the scriptures myself. Um, I believe God showed me my, uh, you know, gave me my purpose at that time. I got vision for my life at that time. And so I just decided that I was gonna be all in. I didn't grow up in the church. But I had, you know, I had been going to church for years, just kind of like everybody else. And then all of a sudden it was like, bam. So I started reading for myself and just kind of studying for myself. And as I did that, I started realizing that a lot of what I was taught just isn't the truth according to the book that we're taught from. Um, and I was like, huh? And mind you, I was an educator. I am an educator for almost 20 years and I taught English. So I know how to read and comprehend. So when I actually started reading for myself, I was like, somebody lying. They lying, Jesus. They lying. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so from that point, I just decided, you know what, if I'm going to be all in, I'm going to be all in with the truth and not with these lies. Gotcha. So you, you're raising, you're raising four boys uh, yes. as, a, as a single mom. Describe what that experience is like. <laughs> can, I, can you describe that? I mean, <laughs> I, the, the thing about my experience, James, is that I, I was a single mom, um, unwed with my first son. Okay. And then I became a married mom with four sons. And then I became a divorced mom with four sons. And now I consider myself a widowed mom. My children's father is now deceased about two oh. years. Sorry to, so, Sorry to hear that. Thank you. So my experience with rearing four sons has been so distinctly different 
throughout the years. All I can say is that it has been eventful. <laughs> it's been eventful, um, but it's been amazing. And I've learned a lot about myself and about, you know, being a mom, just, just trying to raise four black Four young black men in America. I mean, I don't know what the, I don't. I don't think there's a word for it. <laughs> Not one. That's challenging. Yeah, that's a good one, but it's rewarding at the same time. The country. Um, how did that make? Did that make you nervous? Leaving the country. No, 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 no. He, no, he's in the country. He, he just crossed the country, correct? He's in, like, on the west. Oh, coast. okay. Yes, my son. I'm sorry. The we blanked out for a second. Um, so my oldest son, yes, he's at the University of Washington in Seattle. Okay. And I'm in Georgia, and our family is in Georgia. So, um, yeah, that was difficult at first. Because that's, you know, that's my baby. I tell him, you're the one that made me a mama. Like, <laughs> you started this thing. But um, he's he's just very intelligent. Um, he's resourceful. And one thing about my oldest son, when he was in the eighth grade, I didn't learn this until he was about in the 10th grade. But when he was in the eighth grade, he read the 48... Uh, laws of power i didn't find this out until he was like in the 10th grade and i was like what you doing reading that in the eighth grade boy because <laughs> he would come home and he'd be like you know i'm alpha and everybody else is beta degenerates i was like what, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of neanderthal <laughs> what what you know but <laughs> I'm so serious. He would come in the house and tell us, you know, I'm alpha. Mom, alpha. Everybody else is beta. I was like, what are you talking about? But in that, it has actually helped him to be really strong where he is because he's in a part of the country where everybody's white mm. or other. And he goes to a school where there are very, very few American black boys that attend University of Washington. I'm not talking about African and Indian. I'm talking about black from America, your mama from the projects. It, <laughs> he might be the only one there. I don't know. Wow. So, but he got, he had some times where um, it, it messed with him and, and he graduated from high school on June 9th of 2018. And then his father died July 5th of 2018. And he started college in September, 2018. So wow. he had, and, and you know, and his mom quit her job and started following Jesus and all this other kind of stuff. So his first year was really difficult for him. But when he got in those low places, I would go, okay, so you alpha, right? Are you alpha or are you beta? <laughs> and he'd be like, I'm, I'm alpha, mom. What you, you know, don't, don't even question me. I'll say, okay, then. Well, and if you alpha, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so those, those things have helped him. And they've helped me to be able to help him, you know, 
keep a strong mind while he's across the country. Is he? How's he doing now? He's doing well. He's finishing up his sophomore year now. Um, you know, trying to date and Lord help me. But um, <laughs> but he's he's doing well. He actually is going to be home Saturday uh, because they just closed. Uh, UW down for the coronavirus scare because uh, Seattle's got a lot of cases. Yeah. So he, he said, Mama, can I, you know, can I come home for the spring break? I was like, boy, you you know how much it's going to cost, but I'm flying him in because, you know, one thing I said to him uh, his freshman year when he was really low, you know, I told him, listen, I don't need nobody to find you hanging, boy. Okay, I don't need you to somebody to find you dead somewhere. So just know anytime you need to come home, like mama gonna get you home. Or if you need me, like all I am, I'm a I'm a plane ride away. Like I'll be there. So anytime he says, Mama, can I come home? Listen, mama got to swing on the pole to get him home. She's gonna get him <laughs> home. I'm just saying. I'm just kidding, Jesus people. I'm just kidding. JK, JK, just kidding. <laughs> you know what? You mentioned you mentioned dating, and it's funny because that was actually a segue to my next question. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I can't remember which episode specifically it was, but you were talking about um your sons and dating and, and, and giving them advice. Um, were you actually comfortable doing it? Giving my children dating advice? Because it's boys. So a lot of times, you know, a boy would kind of look to his father or another man for dating right. advice. But I remember you saying you was giving it to him. So Yeah, you, you know, their that? dad talked to him, you know, when he was alive. Um, however, and, you know, it's been two and a half years now and they're at that they're now at that age you know they're starting to get that so yeah I have to have the conversations but no I don't I don't I don't have any problems I'm one of those moms I talk to my boys about everything (laughs) um you know I rather them hear the truth from me than to hear some lies from some other young people in the street um or the media or the music or whatever so no I didn't, I don't find it difficult to talk to them about it. I just, you know what I do? I talk to my boys and I try to teach them things um, based on the men who were sound and solid in my life, as well as what their father was like and what I expect from, you know, from men. So I kind of pull from all of these different pieces and try to give them some wisdom. Okay. And another episode you was talking about um, divorce because you were mentioning how um, because you divorced people, people would think you wouldn't have, you would have a certain outlook on marriage. But I wanted to ask you, what was the hardest thing about going through a divorce? Making the decision to divorce. Mm. 
was the hardest. You know, a lot of people will say, you know, you take the easy, just the easy route out. It's the easy way out. And I say, well, you ain't never been divorced then because <laughs> you got to put your big girl panties on <laughs> to, to actually, especially when you are in the church, yeah. organized church, you know, especially when you, you the church lady and, you know, my, my, my husband at the time was on the food ministry and the pastor's PPA and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he toting people Bibles around for him and carrying on and I'm the spirit led dancer and teaching in the children's ministry and you got all this stuff. I was the school teacher. I had a girls group, you know, you're, you're just these upstanding quote unquote, right? People. Um, and you're like, we, we're going to get a divorce getting to the place where you make that decision and then do it. That probably was the hardest decision I've, I've made out of, yeah, many decisions I've made. And okay. now that I am, what is this? I'm almost 10 years out of it. It was probably one of the worst decisions I made. It was definitely not the right decision to make, but it was a decision that I made. It, I thought it was right at the time, but um, yeah. Well, why do you feel it was the worst decision? I mean, but, Cause I got divorced by some foolishness. I mean, you know, it wasn't. It, I mean, most people, most of us, divorce by foolishness. But in the moment, it feels like this. This is yeah. gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna die if I don't do this. I'm gonna suffocate if I don't do this. This I'm gonna lose my mind if I don't do this. Um, because you know we make decisions out of feelings and emotions and things of that of that nature. But now um, that I know the truth, right? I understand that the stuff we were dealing with is stuff every married person deals with. And had we, you know, known better, had wiser counsel, had we taken some time to not be so proudful. I'm saying we like it was. It was me. I'm we. Um, <laughs> I'm we right now. <laughs> I was proudful. I wanted out. He wasn't trying to divorce me. I mean, why would he want to divorce me? I was, I was amazing. <laughs> but he, he finally, was, he finally <laughs> had it right now. Like, aha, uh -huh, she finally said it. <laughs> well, you know, he and I actually had, you know, years ago we talked about it, and I, I apologized for um, being the one to you know, to end to, to be the cause of actually going forward with the divorce. And we, we you know, we, we dealt with that years ago, but you know, after the divorce, sometimes so much happens afterwards that for me, reconciliation was just not an option. Um, for him, he, he probably would have, but by that time I was like, look, you done had another baby. You got a baby mama. You got a side girl. You got too much. Ah. I ain't doing all this reconciliation with all of them too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot when you gotta when once yeah. you start bringing other people into the equation. Right. You get a so different. we we were really good friends. So really good friends. That's why I said it almost feels like uh, 
a widow because even though we were divorced, I mean, we co-parented. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that, man, that's, it, it's just, it's, it's, you know, divorce is tough. I mean, thank God I never been through it. Um, but you just, you could just imagine like, um, cause like you said, every couple has their problems and, I think the biggest thing it's 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 funny because you don't learn these things until you get older like like me and my wife like when we met we met early we got married early but i think what people don't what people don't realize is you change people say oh you're not gonna change yes you are (laughs) you're gonna change because you i'm I'm gonna use myself i was i got married at 23. I'm Me too. Not, oh, okay. <laughs> Something about that 23. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not the same person at 23. You know, that you feel like at 23, you feel like you got the world in front of you. And then you turn, for, let's see, for me, it was 30. You know, you turn 30, then you just start looking at things a little different. Yeah. Um, you're just not the same. Like when I was 23, like I didn't, I didn't think about what was ahead like I always because I always was just thinking about that day like get through today you know I may want to look at tomorrow (laughs) but not not long range so then once you start getting you know once you start getting older you know you you change and then even with my wife like my wife you know she really um she really started to figure out who she was as a woman. At about 35, between 31 and 36, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, she figured it out. Money. And she, like, and when she figured it out, like, she <laughs> really figured it out. Like, she she was all, like, she was already, she was already a good woman. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell anybody, like, I don't want to make this podcast too much about myself. So I'm going to just sum it up quick. Like, she, I, I, I got lucky because I didn't really know who I was marrying. It was just like, you know, I, I love her and I don't want this, I don't want to be without her. So that's why we got married. But it wasn't because I could, I could see this great future and all that stuff. I just wasn't looking that far ahead. I just knew oh, I didn't want to be That's the best proud. reason to marry, though. Well, yeah. I, I see that now because we still together, <laughs> so it's a good reason. But, you know, most people tell you, like, you know, you, you look at the family and all that. I just, like, I didn't really look too far ahead. I just was, yeah. I knew what I, I knew what I wanted at that time, and I knew right. I wanted her to be in my life, so that was why we got married. That is what's up. I like that, Jane. Listen! Okay, so just let me say this, okay? You can make this all about you. That's what I do. Well, no, no, no. See, this podcast is about you. Now, if you, you want to have a whole separate podcast on your platform... We definitely um, can. By all means, we can do that. So... But yeah, that's the main thing. I just wanted to put that out there only because we was talking about divorce because sometimes I get a little sidetracked. So I don't want Oh, you good, you good, you good. But I wanted I wanna get back to your platform. Okay. Speak up, sis. Um, you know, you're doing you got you got the Facebook Live, you got the podcast, um, mm-hmm. you got a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um 
Are there any other ways you're looking at to keep expanding Speak Up Sis? Yes, so Speak Up Sis is actually Speak Up Sis LLC. It is um, a women's empowerment business. And I actually have in-person, I call them experiences, not events, where I actually connect with women in person in different, you know, different places. And I host the Speak Up Sis experience. I invite other authors into the room to facilitate conversations with women uh, in order to help them really deal with the the stuff of life that women deal with in in an intimate sort of space. So I do that. Um, I also, like you said, have the podcast, uh, which is a space that gives everyday people the opportunity to share their stories, to inspire the stories of others. Um, I also have Speak Up Sis Talk Radio, which is designed to give a platform for Christian authors to share their work um, in order to inspire other people. My whole platform is creating safe spaces that give people permission and the opportunity to share their stories, to help other people overcome in their lives and to help them overcome by sharing the words of their testimony. So I just keep creating spaces wherever I can um, you know, to, to, to give other people space to do what they need to do in order to heal. I think you're doing a, um, I think you're doing a great job again. Thank you. I listened to the podcast. Um, I really enjoy it. You've had some great guests. So I'm very animated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll stay, but I ain't soft. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Miss Blossom. Miss <laughs> Blossom Rogers. <laughs> but it's been, it's been some really good guests. Um, she stood out in, um, I think it's the one, I want to say the one who actually sings your intro song. Oh, Sherry. Yeah, Sherry LaVon Williams um, with the yeah. death of her two children. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was, man, I was riding to work listening to that one. I was, yeah. Whew. It, it moves you. Oh, yeah, that one. I mean, for her to get through that, man. Uh, and can still sing, right? And sing yeah, about it. Yeah, that was... Because she told... When she told the story about singing at that funeral, I said, oh, mm. I, was like, I don't think I could have done that. But, you know, they say God get, us, God get battles to the strongest soldiers. Man, he, he saw something in her because, whoo. That's that right. Was, that was a story. That was a story. Man. That's the beauty of the podcast is some people say, well, Angel, what's the, like, what's the theme or, you know, what's the topic? Like, is it sports? So, and I'm like, no, every single episode is different. Every single episode is different. The energy in the episode is different. The conversation is different. The topics are different. It's, it's just like, walking into my living room and listening to me talk <laughs> to people and whatever it is they want to lay out on that couch that's what you're gonna get you know? <laughs> i mean you got, you got it you got your uh invisible couch they lay on and tell you this stuff 
Yes, you know, my master's is in counseling and psychology. See, I don't tell people that. They don't realize that I know how to I know how to mess with their brains a little bit. They don't realize that when they come on the show. We might have to cut that part out of this conversation. They don't need to know that I, you know, I know a little bit about psychology. So they don't realize when they enter into the speaker of his space. They're going to be talking about some, so most of them be like, Angel, I know I was going to talk about that. But you know, I always ask at the beginning, I, I ask people, is there anything, because it's not scripted. Yeah. I never have questions ahead of time. I tell them, this is the topic we're going to talk about. We're just going to talk. Is there any part of your life that's off limits? And if they say, girl, I'm an open book, I'd be like, let's get it. <laughs> Those are your favorite words, huh? Two favorite words, open book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a lady that reached out to me. I connected with her because I always talk to people first before we record. And uh, the lady, I was like, well, you know, let me, What what's your story? Like, what's, what's your thing? So she started talking to me and folks don't realize they're going to share more than they want to share. So she started sharing some things with me that were pretty personal. And I was like, that's it. I knew that's her story. But then she said, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about this. And I said, "Mm, I might have to have you on another one of my platforms because this one isn't the one for you. This platform is for people who are, who are healed and can, and can deal with all their stuff. Cause when you come into the speak up says podcast, you got to be willing to go where the conversation goes. And if you can't, yeah. it's, you, I don't want you on there crying and healing on my show. <laughs> it's not the healing show. I'm not Ayala. I'm not fixing it for you. I, we just want to learn. We want to learn from you. We don't want to fix you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, boo. You'll be crying. Angel, I didn't know. I just be like, Lord, cut, <laughs> cut. I got to edit all this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Listen, if you want to be on Speak Up Sis podcast, please be healed first. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Hint, hint, word of advice. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I, I definitely think that's a great way to close it. Just, you know, explaining what you do, um, yes. the podcast. But again, I, I truly want to thank you for doing this because, you know, you got your own platforms you're running and it takes a lot of time. So for you to carve out the time to do this, I truly appreciate it. Thank you, James. And just let me say, I absolutely love conversations with Lamp. Um, I got a few to catch up on. You've been putting them out, buddy. I'm telling you, I'm like, what are, what are you doing over there? So it's a few that have come out that I haven't, I don't know where they snuck in, but um, I love your platform. Your guests are always amazing. So I'm feeling real great right now because I feel like I'm a part of the amazing, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> on your platform. But um, thank you, brother. You're doing an amazing job. I look forward to supporting all that you're going to be doing because I know you're going to be doing great things, even greater things. So thank you, and I appreciate you. I truly appreciate the um, kind words. Thank you. And same here, like, I, you got a great platform. Um, the name threw me off again, but I wish it was something you could do about that, but it's kind of too late now. But I, I, for, the, for the men that's listening, 
it's a great it's a great podcast. You can actually get something from it. So if you get a chance to listen to it, please do. Thank um, you. And I want to take this time to thank my sponsors, uh, First Gen Fly and Chain Entertainment. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you for the continued support that you all have shown my podcast. And you all have a great day.